welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted Energy. I am one of your hosts, Nora Nopal, and I'm joined by my co-host, Pat Jones. Unscripted Energy is a podcast focused on the healing properties of energy work integrated in everyday things in everyday life. Unscripted because it's just that. Unscripted, unedited authenticity from two people working in the field of energy and spiritual wellness. So tune in, not just to us, but to yourself and experience unscripted energy. Warning, the following podcast contains hypnotic suggestion at the end in our activity. By voluntarily listening, you are agreeing to be hypnotized by partaking in said activity. Thanks for listening. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted Energy. I am one of your hosts, Nora Noble, and I'm joined with my co-host, Pat Jones. How's Pat doing today? I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you? Good. Good. Glad to be here. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah. As my uh, my friend Iggy Garcia would say, he's a shaman and drummer in Columbus, Ohio. It's good to be here. Yeah. Yes. It's good to be here. It is good to be here. Yeah. So welcome to this 11th episode of season five of We're Unsc- rocking it out. We are unscripted energy. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew we'd come this far, Pat, when we started this podcast two years ago? Two years! Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two years of fun, for sure. So, if you're new to the podcast and you're just finding us for the first time, it's Unscripted Energy. Um, we pick a word of the week, and we talk about where that word kind of lands with us. Um, you know, sometimes when you hear a word, it can be kind of cringeworthy. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, that's a sign that it showed up in your body somewhere energetically. Um, mm-hmm. Or it can make you feel good, makes you feel more open. Maybe your shoulders go back and relax. And you're like, oh, that's just a feel-good word. Um, yeah. You never know, right? What we're, How right. a word's going to land with you. Mm-hmm. And then we, we talk about it for an hour for your listening pleasure. That's what we do. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, it is my, Pat and right. I take turns. It's my week, I guess, this week, right? It is. So, without further ado, let me uh, let me take a look what here. What is it going to be? What is it going to be? Let me take a look and see. Get my spinny wheel out here. No, we don't want to update the wheel right now. Thank you very much. All right, <laughs> let's just spin and see what we get. All that anticipation and quiet, if you guys didn't hear it on the other end, was my wheel spinning and me enjoying the sound of my fake wheel spinning. And then the word of the week is resist. Oh. Yeah. Resist. Resist. That's a good one. It is a good one. It's Talk a, about. Yeah. Boy. I always yeah. pick a word and I just go, the heck did I just get us into? Um, <laughs> but, you know. Or, or why did I pick that yeah, word? Why did I pick that word, I wonder. Um, so this will be interesting to see what we um, what we come up with. So before we jump into the conversation or the meditation, which is another part that we do um, to kind of set this word up and get us thinking about it. Um, let's look at the definition of resist. So the definition of resist, if I could actually type it, um, would be great. To withstand the action or effect of, and the example they give is antibodies help us to resist infection. Um, 
to refrain from doing or having something uh, tempting us. So I couldn't resist buying that blouse or, um, you know, in that kind of example. Another example is the noun, a resistant substance applied as a coating um, to protect a surface during some process. So, um, you know, sometimes our energy is resistant to change. When I think about that, we put on a coat of armor to protect us from things. So, mm -hmm. I lots of there's lot there there's lots of different kind of takes on that. Um, Dictionary.com says resist is a verb that means to stand firm against or not yield to or oppose something or someone. That's really interesting. Can it's interesting to me because Pat and I always have a little, never about the word because we don't pick the word until we're on the air like we did just did right now. Pat and I always have a little catch up pre-talk before the, um, before the podcast. So interesting that, interesting mm -hmm. the universe picked this word. So, yeah. Yeah, I I figured it would be. <laughs> you figured it would be interesting considering the yeah, conversation yeah. we had. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, resist, you know, you think about, you know, one of the examples they gave is about, you know, our, the antibodies, you know, our, our immune system resisting something that's attacking us, but, um, you know, it seems in this ever-changing world that we're always, we're all fighting against something and some, trying to resist and keep th something else at bay and fending off influences or whatever it might be so mm -hmm. um yeah this should be interesting. a very interesting discussion because you know the other thing that came to mind before we jump too much into the conversation is um uh, what part of that definition let me go back and look because it seemed very biblical to me and sometimes we do go on that path um oh to refrain from doing or having something tempting us so I think about that when I heard that word it's like the the yeah. the value yeah. of temperance right in our lives the, so the one um, example at what I'm looking at it says to resist temptation yeah yeah, yeah. so those are all things you know re resistance I guess is it, and I think about it is in some ways what people come to my business for right to help me for me to help them to resist certain things in their life um, or to help them overcome things that maybe they need to go towards and stop resisting yeah um, make a change yeah so yeah that's true let's see where this goes yeah so for those of you who have uh, listen to the podcast long enough that there is what we refer to as the stall because Nora doesn't know what she's going to meditate <laughs> on or do at the moment but okay. as I thought about it um, I think I might do a little maybe maybe do a hypnotic activity I don't know did it hit you in a certain place yeah kind of did okay, <laughs> okay. alright kind of hit me right in the collarbone like right in the catch of my throat, like. Okay. Um, do you want me to talk about that? You want me to say why? Why I think it. Would that me would that kind of lead you into your meditation? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think it hit me in my throat area, in that kind of catch between my collarbone and that, what I call the tender, that tender spot in your throat. And so if you're listening. And you just carefully kind of put your um, your finger between like where your collarbone comes in and rests by your larynx, pharynx area. There's a tender spot right there, and it's in in quite truly it's the most sensitive um, spot on our body because um, you know when you push into it, it's not very comfortable, yeah. right? It causes a bit of discomfort if you push into it, or even if you tap it too hard. Um, so, you know, 
when it hit right there, it's a sensitive part of my body. And like I said, it's one of the most sensitive parts of our body. Um, so that energy to kind of come in there and get trapped or to come up there, immerse there, probably has to do with the fact that I'm being resistant to saying certain things that come into my head. <laughs> Lots of things come into my head and it doesn't mean that they're true. Um, and sometimes I, as my, as part of my process for me to understand emotions when they come into my body, I feel like I have to talk them out. Yeah. I have to hear them out loud and hear yeah. them to see if it makes sense. Um, and, and then sometimes I'm afraid to say those things out loud because I don't want to be judged, right? Because in my head, I might think, I might be thinking to myself, like, this sounds crazy, <laughs> even in here. Um, and, you know, and you don't, sometimes as humans, we, we get resistant to want, and, and, and I, I try not to use the word crazy because I know that there's stigma around the world for people like myself who have a mental health issue. Um, so I don't take that word lightly, but, yeah. you know, in using it in this context, you know, me talking about myself, it's vulnerable to put yourself out there like that. And it makes me want to, like, I resist a lot of times putting myself out there and letting people see how mm -hmm. scared or concerned or confused I am because of the position I hold in my business and the community. And in some ways, I think we all do that in a way. We, you do. We all, we all tend to edit ourselves to some degree and um you know some people have more of a filter than others <laughs> i'm not one of those no i mean i guess i do have a bit of a filter i was gonna say i'm not really yeah. one of those people but i think i am yeah but so there's that part of it yeah. where you resist saying like what you're saying you resist saying something for you know it could be a multitude of reasons yeah. that we have where we we check ourselves yeah yeah and, you know, when things get really difficult, we, as humans, we can sometimes become resistant to want to, um, like, speak out and say mm -hmm. that that's uncomfortable or to, sometimes we feel like, I don't know, in the discomfort of things in the world, I don't deserve to be heard because my problems aren't as bad as some people some people have going on right now. So it makes us resistant to let go. Mm -hmm. um, it makes us resistant to if people are giving us advice about what they think we should do or based on our experience, this is what happened to me. You know, maybe you're not giving advice but just sharing a story of similar thing happened to me and this is what happened and this is how I handled it and this is what the outcome was the person on the receiving end of that story might feel like they're being told what to do and people get resistant to that as well mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. they really just want to figure it out for themselves and I think that can be really hard for the intended giver of that mm -hmm. story and advice because you know we just want to help Yeah. but we don't yeah. know when to keep our mouth shut and not help <laughs> So there's that. Yeah. Um, and it's hard, I think, too, for parents. Pat and I are both being parents. You know, there's moments yeah. where we want to just jump in and fix everything for our kids, but yeah. we have to resist sometimes doing that because they have to grow in their own, yeah. which unfortunately means that sometimes you have to let them stew in their stuff mm -hmm. and let them be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's really, that's really hard. It is. It is. And I think of it, that there's a, for those of you maybe, again, who are new to the show, maybe you're listening to the show and you knew this, I'm a hypnotist um, by trade. Um, we like to speak in metaphors. And one of those metaphors, I don't, I don't remember who, I know somebody wrote this script that is in my head right now that I can't take credit for. But one of the metaphors that comes up when it's, we're talking about this resistance to change or this resistance to hear what per a person's saying, even if it 
sounds yeah. good in theory. Um, yeah. There was a metaphor, a hypnotic metaphor called painting, like painting the fence. Because on one side of the your fence, you're over here going, I'm going to make this shiny and new and I'm going to make it bright and, you know, and, and make it all better over here. And on the other side of the fence, you know, that's, that's not your, that's not your property. That's not your yeah. space. And they yeah. might be okay with the paint peeling. They might have to sit and look at that and appreciate the character and the qualities and the flaws. And your job, your job is to just allow them to have their space and not try to fix their side of the fence, so to speak. And yes. that can be really hard. Yeah. You know, we want to so be... Is this is this where we're going with yeah, our I was, meditation? That, I think this is where I'm going. I love it. So we're going to talk about painting that proverbial fence and yes. this idea of, um, you know, allowing what you can and understanding, um, you know, where you are and just kind of being okay with that. It, it's mm-hmm. okay to... To for it to be difficult to let go, and it's okay for it to for you to dislike what you're being told. Um, it's also okay for you to want to help, but understand that everybody doesn't necessarily need or want your help, and that can also yeah. be difficult to take. So yeah. wherever this meditation that we're going to do, this book, more of a hypnotic experience perhaps. Um, lands with you um, just be open-minded and allow yourself to explore the possibilities of what this could mean for you in this in this spirit of resisting and understanding what resistance means to you in your life so as we get ready to do this hypnotic experience know that the next little bit i am going to do a hypnotic trance um, if you don't feel comfortable engaging in that just don't follow along um, it's okay for you to just hear this as words and not allow yourself to fall into a trance. But if you feel comfortable following along all the way and going along with all of the, the suggestions, um, you might find that you get even more out of it than if you just listen to it. So, if it's not safe and comfortable for you to do so right now, um, you know, if you're driving or operating machinery and listening to this, you might want to wait and not listen to this part at all forward past it, you know, for like four or five minutes or what have you, um, and then drop in a little bit later. So as we get ready to drop into the space, go ahead and close your eyes if it's safe and comfortable for you to do so. Begin to tune into your breath. And allow your conscious mind just for a moment to just focus on your breath. while we know that unconsciously that breath is just happening it just does what it's going to do without you trying to make it do anything without you resisting its presence it's just going to be there but consciously you can be aware of that breath like a mindful observer just watching it through your mind's eye as it comes into your body And then as you shift your conscious awareness from the inhale to the exhale, begin to notice that your exhale begins to change the more you relax. And the more you relax, the deeper you'll go into trance, and the deeper you go into trance, the more you'll relax. And as your breath begins to shift and shape, you begin to lessen the resistance to relaxing and letting go. You begin to feel your face soften. Your shoulders come away from the ears. The knot between your shoulder blades dissipates. You begin to feel the lengthening in your spine as your body relaxes but yet becomes even more stable and secure your breath out, taking away any tension or stress from the top of your head to the tips of your toes. You begin to notice your legs 
feet and toes relax, your torso, your chest, your back relaxing. Allowing the subconscious to be accessed more easily. Allowing these suggestions that you hear to be accepted by the subconscious. Just tuning into your breath. Letting go of the idea of resisting, relaxing, and just tuning into your breath and letting it all go. Just letting it all go, just letting it all go. That's it. Just relaxing down, deeper down, all the way down. Feeling that last bit of tension just flow right out of your toes, right out the top of your head, right out your finger. Just let it go. In a moment, I'm going to count from five to one, and with every number you'll hear, you'll relax that much deeper, that many times deeper with five and four, relaxing even more. Three, deeper relaxed yet, letting go with that conscious thought, just allowing your breath to do what it does with two. Breathing and relaxing deeply, comfortably with one. Taking a nice big deep breath in. Preparing yourself to accept these suggestions into your subconscious mind for the betterment of your overall health and wellness. And as you exhale out, just let any last bit of residual tension and stress, just let that resistance go. Let it all go. Just let it all go. And using your wonderfully creative mind, I want you to visualize or imagine, or just pretend that you're standing in front of a large house in the country. It's surrounded by a lovely little fence. Maybe it's a picket fence. Maybe it's a tall fence with lattice at the top, whatever you imagine. And standing on the side of the fence that you're on, just begin to notice that those fence, that fence needs painting. And you begin to count the individual boards that you see there. Maybe you would see that there are about 20 stretching out in front of you from gatepost to gatepost. And today you're going to choose to paint all 20 right up to the gatepost standing in front of you. Standing in front of the first picket, the furthest one away from the gate, you take out that paint. You have two brushes. One gallon of beautiful blue paint, the other gallon of beautiful crisp white paint. Making yourself comfortable on the ground as you get ready to pick up that brush and paint that first picket. You pick up one of the brushes and dip it in to one of the cans of paint, the color of your choice to begin is your from this point on, you can alternate. Alternate the color of paint on each of the boards until you reach the 20th board. Slowly, carefully beginning to paint the first board, making sure that you only paint the face of the board that's facing you. No paints allowed to drip or creep into the sides. Very carefully, delicately, cautiously. It's very important for you to only paint the side closest to you. And you must do it slowly without letting the paint run over the edges or the sides meticulously, carefully, mindfully. Brushing, 
painting, being careful to catch any excess on the edge of the can. Beginning to paint the side of the board that's facing you and only facing you. And you continue to paint each and every board all the way down, all 20. One at a time, slowly and meticulously, carefully. And as you begin to just paint, mindfully, carefully, you won't need to listen to me anymore. By that I mean that I don't want you to make any effort to listen. I'll be talking, of course, but you won't need to hear me. But you will. But you don't need to follow my instructions. Don't try to follow what I'm saying because I'll be talking to your subconscious mind, which always hears, it always pays attention. It's your job to just keep painting your side of the fence until you've reached all 20 carefully, meticulously, paying no attention at all to me until you have finished painting all 20. And when you've painted each and every board on your side of the fence in alternate colors without putting your brush down, without any drips, once you've done that, you can listen to me, but by that time, you'll be in a wonderful deep state of hypnosis, deeper than you've maybe been before. So just go ahead and continue to alternate those paints carefully, meticulously, without paying further attention to me. Each and every brush stroke, each and every brush stroke causes you to just relax more. Each board that you paint just causes you to just relax more. The closer you come to the last board, to the gatepost, you just go deeper into hypnosis. With each stroke of the brush upward and downward, you just drift down, deeper down, alternating each color. taking in this task at hand, just looking at your job in the peaceful blue, and then tranquility and serenity of the white, talking directly to your subconscious mind. All you have to do is just keep going and doing what you're doing on your side of the fence. Just keep painting and alternating each color as you just get closer and closer to that side of the fence, to that gatepost, drifting down all the way down. And what you notice is that you're not even aware of what's going on on the other side of the fence. You're not troubled by what needs to be done on the other side of the fence. You're just focused on the task at hand and what you know to be true right in front of you without assuming anything about the other side of the fence. Without judging anything on the other side of the fence. Your job is to just focus on this side of the fence and the task that you are responsible for, that you are in control of. And you begin to understand what that means for other capacities in your life, other tasks that you try to control that you need to resist trying to control and let go of. They're not your responsibility. What's on the other side of the fence is not currently your responsibility and it may not ever be your responsibility. Just this task. Just this moment. You begin to understand the things that you are resisting letting go of. You begin to understand the things that you're resisting bringing toward you. 
all of that based in fear. You're afraid to let go of something and things getting out of control without your assistance. Maybe you're afraid of pulling things towards you because you're resistant to change. Maybe you need to resist the idea of trying to control everything that's not about you. Take a big deep breath in to the center of your being. And as you exhale out, just allow whatever wisdom and knowledge you've gained in this experience to be with you. As you see your fence perfectly painted, the attention that you gave to this side of the fence, to this task in this moment, and all you learned, in a moment, I'm going to count you up from one to five, and when we come back together at five, you'll allow this little seed that's been planted to continue to grow for you, to help you to resist holding on or resist letting go. Whatever it is you need in your life, allow yourself to bring the goodness towards you that you need and allow yourself to let go of the things that you can no longer control and just focus on your side of the fence and the task at hand that you are needed for with one. Coming up a bit more, bringing back all you need to know, all that you've learned into understanding what it means to just be on your side of the fence, take care of the things on your side of the fence. Three, looking at all your handiwork, look at all the wonderful work you've done just on this side of the fence and be proud of the work that you've done with four. Coming up a bit more, bringing back all you need to know, all that you've learned, learning to resist, holding on, learning to resist, Letting go, learning to just understand what you need to succeed with five. If it is time for you to sleep, you'll sleep a peaceful sleep, waking refreshed and renewed. But in this moment, it is time for you to be awake. You'll be awake and aware and allow these suggestions to work for you, through you, and to you for the betterment of your overall health and wellness. And you can open your eyes if it is time for you to be awake. And just bask in the work that you've done. Being able to let go of the idea of resisting change, being able to let go of the idea of controlling, being able to just resist the temptation to be curious, to meddle on the other side of the fence. There you go. That's all I got, folks. It's been great. No. <laughs> Check, please. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. I know. It's like, okay, we're going to do a podcast after this. <laughs> <laughs> you got all a little, little woozy, oh. a little comfy. Oh, my goodness. That was awesome. Thank you. I love it. All right, folks. Yeah. What would you, uh, you take away from run, that? Run, don't walk to Haven Hypnosis and Wellness. <laughs> and and part, make this part of your life because I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. That was so cool. Um, as you know, I tend to, when I'm in one of your sessions, I t my body moves. I tend to move. And, <laughs> and, um, so for me, that's, that's a part of this. So that's really cool. And um, I love that. I love that. Just paint your side of the fence. And it, it, it gives you um, such a, a freedom of um, being out there in everybody else's business. Yeah. You know? And oh, that, was so, that was so great. And I the, have a question. Yeah, so, ask your question. Is there... Is there a reason why you did two colors? Mm -hmm. I think there's a reason. I can't speak to the person because I can't remember who wrote it. So if you okay. are a hypnotist that did that listened to the podcast and you did write it or you listen and you know the, let me know. Comment in our okay. Facebook because I can't remember if where I learned okay. it and I don't know okay. who wrote that metaphor. Um, okay. So the metaphor itself is not mine, but my understanding um, is the for the reason that you'd pick the two, is to heighten that concentration 
Okay. Because if you're just painting that fence white, it just becomes monotonous of, yeah, I'm going to paint it. Oh, okay. And so what if it drips? Nobody's going to know because it's all going to blend in. But the, 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 Go ahead, I'm no, sorry. But then be, having to carefully alternate and pay attention yeah. to what board I'm on causes you to hyper-focus on being even more present and what am I doing, right? What am yeah. I doing? What color am yeah. I on? Oh, yeah. I got to go back and touch that blue up because it's starting to drip a little bit. So it's making mm -hmm. you hyper-focused to be more present. Uh, that is so cool. And, um, and like with our word, I, at first I was resistant, resisting that a little bit. Cause where you didn't want I, a striped fence. I wanted my fence to be white. <laughs> I didn't want white and blue fence. Yeah, you're like, but, I don't like that. But, but you, you know, you said it multiple times. And so then I stopped I resisting and went with it. And that was so cool, and it really did give me that focus. And and that's the other lesson to me, I think, is that, and, um, you know, I talk about this a lot, where when you find something that you like to do or you enjoy and you can focus on, on that project or something you do with your hands, and, and it's such a stress reliever because you you aren't thinking all this other stuff. You're yeah. you're in the moment of what you're working on or playing with or, Absolutely. or doing. Yeah. yeah. And I think it, it speaks to just how powerful like our hobbies and things can mm -hmm. be in our life because yes. some people might go, you know, oh, it's just you know, kind of a time waster, you know, to do whatever, you know, like me painting. Um, you know, I think about, no, I, I think I've said it before on this podcast, maybe one of the things that absolutely, I think it was when we had the word joy, one of the things that brings me absolute joy is getting lost in one of my paintings. Like when mm -hmm. I'm just totally absorbed in that canvas, everything else around me just disappears. I'm just there with that canvas yeah. and that paint. But also, your metaphor and your example is a chore. Most people... Nobody likes to... Have nine out of ten people are not going to want to paint a fence. Mm -hmm. and, and so applying that joy to everyday tasks or even the most, you know, uh, burdensome burden some chore that you have to do and putting your full attention on painting a fence or or cleaning the garage or cleaning out your closet mm -hmm. you know, or pick a dozen other things um it it just it changes your whole perspective on yeah on just about every Thing you do in life. Yeah, because if you, um, no, that's a beautiful way to look at it. If you think about the things that we probably have at home that we're resisting doing, like I do, I got to yeah. clean out my garage. As Pat knows I've got three pieces of furniture that my husband's like, when are you going to get these redone? You even said something about that because winter's coming and you got to get your cars in. The I car. do. I've got to hurry up and, and now the <laughs> snow's going to fly next week and I'm like, when am I going to get these? I don't know when, when I'm going to. Because I've been, it's been so nice, but I've been resisting putting, yeah. and, and that is something I love, refinishing furniture, but I've been resisting it, you know, because I've just been not prioritizing it, but once I get in there with that piece of furniture and I make it over and it's just, yeah, it's amazing, and yes, I do need to stop resisting cleaning the garage and the basement, um, <laughs> but, you know, and we all, and we often say, it's funny because Chris and I have both been resisting those things because, especially the basement, we've said for a couple of years now, we're going to do the basement, one year we said we're going to do the basement as a winter project because we don't go out, we don't really go out much in the winter, mm -hmm. so we'll do it in the winter because we're inside, and then Chris is like, it gets so cold down there, does it yeah. really? No. <laughs> okay. The house is We can come up with a lot of different yeah, and then it was we're gonna do that. Then it was we're gonna do it in the summer because the basement's cooler, and it's so hot outside. And guess what didn't happen? Yeah, for years. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. We can. 
we can come up with all these ideas of why we shouldn't do things. We just and resist it, so and much, it, and it um, causes us such strife when we just continue yeah. to put things off. Well, right when we first, right after you picked the word, I thought of the saying, what we resist persists. Absolutely. And I'm not sure who said that, but it's, it's really a law of the universe. It is a law of the universe. Um, I'll look and see who said it. Henry Ford gets credited for everything. Who knows if he said it? And Mark Twain. And Mark Twain. <laughs> and Abraham Lincoln. Um, what we resist persists, quote. Oh, oh, why, I'm going to get in trouble for not knowing this. Oh. <laughs> Carl Jung said it. Oh, okay, I'm yeah. A, I'm a Jungian hypnotist, I should have known that. <laughs> Sorry, hypnotists. Well, you got a lot to remember. Yeah, there's a lot in this head. I probably did know that, but I didn't know it on the spot. <laughs> I'll own yeah, up to it. I didn't, I didn't know he said it. It is, I feel, very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he said, um, the full quote is it, you know, what we, um, it says, um, what you resist not only persists, but will grow in size. Ah. So, when Carl yeah. Jung said this, um, long ago, um, you know, it's a, and it goes on to say, um, in this article that I'm reading on Psychology Today, it says, and today this viewpoint is generally abbreviated to what you resist mm -hmm. persists. Um, and also kind of taken on a paradoxical variant of you always get what you resist. In other words, you keep mm. putting things off. It's kind mm -hmm. of this complementary opposite. So you keep putting, like my basement, for example. I, I was going to say, I keep the junk pile. Yes. Yeah. Keep putting it off and then it just keeps building and building and building. Yeah. 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 But yeah. if I stop resisting putting like cleaning that area, you know, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to have you know, the space. I'm going to be able to have this new canvas to create something new in that in that basement area that we've been longing to do again. Mhm. Mm um but it just, you know, we resist it because it's like, wow, that's a lot of work. I think I'd rather watch a movie or read a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's probably a hypnosis uh, protocol for this, isn't there? There's probably a hypnosis. There is probably a pr hypnosis protocol for me procrastinating, yes. <laughs> I didn't mean you. Oh. Specifically, I meant in general. In general, yes. We can help We can help you with that. I can't, apparently can't help myself with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that, you know, um, but we do, we do, right, as humans, we just resist, um, this, we put things off, and big things sometimes, big things sure. sometimes, we put off, you know, for, out of fear, we put off maybe even going and getting medical exams, because mm -hmm. we resist the idea that something could be wrong. I think we, we put off... Uh, like you were saying at the beginning, we put off saying things. Yeah, we put off saying things because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Or, yeah, because we're, there's a resistance there. Or, you know, you you know that if you say something, the other person's going to have an opinion, and I don't want their opinion. Necessarily, yeah. yeah. I don't want your input. <laughs> don't tell me how to live my life. You know, we do. Yeah. We get resistant to, you know, we're resistant to ch resistance to change, whether that change is good or bad, and it's fear that drives that. And they say that ninety percent of the things we fear don't ever come to fruition, right? We we just continue to spiral on this. Um, well, what if that happens? Well, what if this happens? Well, what if that happens? Well, what if they're thinking this? Well, what if they thought this? And what if they say that? We don't know if any of that's true. Right. We just what if it until the wheels fall off. <laughs> there's another there's another saying and this is Mark Twain. Those oh, things okay. I worry about never happen anyway. Yeah. That's true. But yet we Tom, resist. Tom Petty put it in a song, but I think uh, Mark Twain originally said it. Okay. Well we'll give them both credit, but um but we do we even we re here's another thing that we resist. We're talking about the people on the other you know, on one side of the fence, right? 
we resist saying anything because we don't want people's opinion. We also resist keeping our mouths shut. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. On the the other, other, the other uh, side of the coin. Yes. The other side yeah. of that fence. There's somebody over there. Yeah. 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 It's got an opinion. Yeah. You can yeah. keep your opinion to yourself. You can resist the desire to want to have an opinion about everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell my clients sometimes, you know, if I'm doing chakra balancing and they've got an overactive throat, um, a lot of times it's, you know, have you ever practiced the art of being silent and intuitive? <laughs> <laughs> because that can be really beneficial. Which is a nice way of saying <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice way of saying you might want to not yell at everybody. You might want to yeah. you might want to think about whether Go inside. Yeah. Yeah, who, who your opinion is helping because a lot of times if you're somebody who and I'm not saying this yeah, maybe I am saying with judgment I don't really care um, so <laughs> if you're one of because I, I tend to sometimes I can sometimes be that person that if I'm something I'm passionate about, I can be overly opinionated about it. I know, it's hard to believe. Um, but we, you know, when we get passionate about things and and we get, you know, opinionated about things, you know, we get excited and we just, you know, sometimes it's out of this need to help. But sometimes you just know, we all know people, and I'm not saying I'm one of these people, but we all know people that, that you know, know they know everything about every thing. Mm -hmm. They won't mm -hmm. ever listen to sound advice or sage knowledge. They just they have an answer. They have a retort for everything. So yeah. they're not really hearing you. So you, if you're one of those people that's just verbose and are like but you're not hearing me and, and you try to you get more adamant who are you really helping? Because you're getting more, I'm going to be blunt, you're getting more pissed off because they're not receiving your message. And it's just going to drive your blood pressure up and make you more aggravated. Because they're resisting what you're yeah. saying. They're not ready to hear it. They don't want to hear it. That's not your problem. Yeah. They may never, ever believe that anything that you have to say is worthy. <laughs> That's also not your problem. Um, so sometimes you have to, you know, you have to go, okay, okay. Maybe this yeah. is my moment to be silent and intuitive. Yes, yes. You know, and maybe internally, when it turns out exactly how you envisioned it would, and they're going, oh, but you know, I never saw this coming. And you go, oh, I, I told you so. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do say it out loud, but for maybe me, I'm learning to say it internally, going, mm, I told you this mm -hmm. a year ago. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nobody listened to me. So. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. The word. word. Yeah. You um, explore. Yeah. Yeah. We resist, and sometimes you have to resist getting involved because maybe too many times mm -hmm. you did speak yeah. and that was the outcome, and you just go, okay, I'm going to resist saying anything because mm -hmm. they've never been really receptive, and I'm and I and I'm honoring that, right? Yeah. I'm going to honor that. Yeah. That space. I, my peace we, and their space. We, yeah. We've probably all been there in one scenario or another. Yeah. 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 So sometimes you have to sometimes step back. What was that? You have to step back. Yeah. Because sometimes the, your resistance to saying anything is really about your own peace, keeping your own peace. Mm -hmm. Right? We need to remember that one of the rules one of the rules of recovery, whether, you know, that I talk about when I, when I facilitate on, you know, mental health issues, um, and whether you're a mental health issue or you have a substance use disorder or you're some, you know, you're dealing with something in life, everybody's dealing with something in life. Um, your, re your recovery, your well-being, your peace should be put first. That's not selfish. Right. And we need to get out of this mindset that you know resisting putting ourselves in inserting ourselves into other people's and, you know, resisting climbing over that fence and, and choking your yeah. neighbor 
<laughs> Resisting is about keeping your peace. Mm -hmm. um, and that's important. If you can help, you know, if you can help, help. If they want help, help. But sometimes you have to resist saying anything to keep your own peace, to keep your own sanity. Yeah. We said a lot today, Pat. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Um, good. I was going to ask you a question about the word. Um, when we were talking about, because it led to like the holiday discussion. So many times this time of year, you know, I get my phone will ring here at the office because people want me to help them to eat more mindfully, to help them get, uh, to help them get a jump start on uh, weight management goals because they're like, if I can do it now through Thanksgiving and holidays and I can do it any other time of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody ha always has their thing that they feel that they have to resist, that they, they're drawn to, that they've had an abundance of, that... Mm -hmm find they find their way in here of you know now that thing that I have had an abundance of I need to resist or um, wean myself off of or whatever it might be um, we all have those things too right I mean that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those we my weaknesses are patched shortbread cookies because <laughs> she brought me shortbread cookies this week she came to visit me in Norwalk and they're gone they were gone that they were gone that day. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't share them with a soul, not one person. Good for you. I didn't. I sat in here, and I sat in this office, and I enjoyed every single cookie all by myself. Good for you. And I'm you. not even ashamed to admit it. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. I mean, I was when you were saying that. That was what I thought of too, especially over the holidays is resisting the sweets because I don't normally I try not to eat a lot of sweets um, but yeah that resistance of my own baking <laughs> it's good it's really because good I understand it's, it's like right there too you know? it and it's there's nothing better than when it's fresh out of the oven right oh yeah you're not kidding so yeah. it, it can be you know but, you know, one of the things I tell my clients is, you know, resistance is often the, the detriment, you know, going back to like Carl Jung, right? What we resist persists, right? Mm -hmm. Resistance can also often be a detriment if you have like a weight management goal, right? Um, everybody's different because for some people they absolutely have to resist right abstinence yeah. is absolutely the only way to go for some people but with a variety of vices abstinence is the only way for some people I'll yeah. say that again um, but for some people a managed step down is a healthier thing right because they continue to resist the, the pumpkin pie well, how about instead of eating half the pie, we have a sensible slice of pie. Right. Right? And we only have it on Thanksgiving. And then we don't take leftovers from if people offer. How about that? Yeah. Um, you know, and then one of the other things that I often, you know, when it comes to sweets, think about the size of pie slice that you usually would ask for. And then slice that thing right down the center and only mm -hmm. eat half of that. And enjoy every morsel of that half that you that you picked of that that half of that slice. Um, you know, I'm going to also encourage that if your if your half of your slice is half of the pie, we're not doing that. <laughs> That's we're not, not going to only eat a quarter of yeah. the pie. Um, a sensible half of a sensible slice. Um, so, you know, re resisting the pie at all can sometimes cause more strife yeah. than to manage that slice better and still enjoy the dessert. Yeah, that's why I, like when I do bake, mm -hmm. most of the time I will have like one cookie when it's fresh and warm out of the oven and then I won't eat anymore. I'll 
put them yeah. in the freezer, I'll give them away, mm-hmm. you know. But that's my, I mean, that's part of the, the joy of it. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and, and that's what you're saying. It's yeah. like, if we resist everything, it's, it's not necessarily going to you more to stress. be a good thing, yeah. yeah. So just, you know, and again, it depends on the vice, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. not saying that, you know, everybody's different, every vice is different, everybody's yeah. health needs are different. So, yeah. um, but sometimes in some cases, that's the absolute way to be able to, I even have people with, that stop smoking that way. Like some people, mm-hmm. that's why I do that intake. When people come in to just kind of know where they are with things. For some people, they come in and they just want the one and done. I'm never going to smoke again. Okay, great. Yeah. Cold turkey. Cold turkey. Be done with it. And I get a lot of those calls this time of year because I used to run a, um, I used to run a quick cold turkey, like special, you know, to spoof on Thanksgiving. November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I haven't done that in a couple of years. But I still get people call this time of year and want to do that for themselves. Awesome. Some people go, you know what, I'm just not there, but I think I'd like to, you know, ease my way out of it. And so mm-hmm. for some mm-hmm. people that are truly ready but need that approach, that's yeah. what we do. We just, rather than just resist it altogether, all right, so we're going to cut and that in half. And then cut it's, that probably, half. it's probably going to be more effective if, mm-hmm. if it's customized to that person. Absolutely. I think so. And then I, I think my success rate shows that a lot of people, mm-hmm. when you look at them as people, yeah. Um, first, you know, that person-centered planning is always the way to go. And like we said, what resists, pers- I didn't say it, Carl Jung said it, what res- what we resist persists. So, you know, you have to think about that. You know, what does that mean? You know, if you're resisting giving up the things that are bad for you, then what's going to persist is bad health. And you might be resisting something that's good for you, too. Yeah. That's a very good point. We've said so, it all today. Yeah. We have. So when we come back, Pat's going to round out the show with truly something amazing. I have no doubt. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you have a word you want Pat and I to consider for a future episode? You can leave it on our Facebook page at Unscripted Energy or email us at unscriptedenergy at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to Unscripted Energy. So we've been talking about the word of the week, resist. And, uh, you know, we've talked about how Carl Jung, the famous psychologist, kind of talked about the idea of resisting and what we resist persists means that um, things that we put off, um, you know, the problem can just continue to get bigger or the, you know, the issues can continue to compound um, if we, we don't take care of things, if we continue to put things off. But it can also work in reverse. We talked about that too. Mm-hmm. That sometimes we resist things that could be good for us. Mm-hmm. So we always wind out the podcast too with um, uh, either meditation or you know some kind of uh, activity. And since it was my week to pick the word and to lead us in, Pat, you get to close out the show today. So what do you got for us? Okay. Well. Just in what you just said made me think of another saying. I, I love the phrases or the sayings, especially the Qigong sayings. Mm. And I just thought of that famous Lao Tzu, a thousand mile journey begins with the first step. Mm. And um, the other thing that I have been feeling is the very openness through my chest, and you talked about at the beginning where you felt it in your throat. closed in my chest, yeah. Yeah, and so now, after uh, the last hour, 
in discussion and and thought about this word resist and and what we've talked about now i feel and and your wonderful hypnosis session at the beginning i feel this really great opening through my chest Mm -hmm. and so i think we'll we'll just close with some time in that and and feeling that trying to feel that openness and in qigong we in practice we're we're making space and i think that's what's happened within me today is that the energy has the negative stuff has kind of floated away and it's created this open space in my chest and for everybody out there i hope you felt some of that too um so let's just for a few moments um let's sit in that and if you can um if you're able to be in a place and space where you can close your eyes you can do that now and if not you know maybe wait until later and um can take a few moments maybe at the end of your day to feel this openness just gently putting attention where you might feel that openness in your body maybe the top of your head feels lighter or your your abdomen feels looser or your feet feel like they're more in touch with the earth wherever it feels open to you right now just put your attention there and we're just breathing naturally This long, slow, deep breaths. And notice the 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 sensations in your body. You might feel some tingling. You might feel a clearing. You might not feel anything, and that's okay, too. Let your shoulders relax away from your ears. Take a nice deep breath into that area where you might be feeling clearing or opening and smile smile to that feeling of maybe discovering what you might be resisting take a look at that gently not not judging yourself or scolding yourself but just inquiring if I am resisting something what's surrounding that smiling to all your cells a nice deep breath and take that feeling with you into the rest of your day or evening namaste namaste thank you you're welcome thank you that was really awesome. I had um I kind of felt this like open 
nice like in my whole I don't know what you I don't know what to call that my arm space like my hug space like the space that's yeah. in front of me mm-hmm. um, there's just this open openness there of not feeling and the sensation of like not feeling so vulnerable mm-hmm. of being able to just resist the idea that you know I don't I don't have to buckle down and be so protective mm-hmm. um, so that was really nice really nice thank you yeah great and hopefully whatever you needed listening to this that uh, you you got something out of that too no doubt that you did because that was a wonderful experience to share with us and thank you um, you know that thank you for being with us thank you Pat for sharing that with us um, thank, thank you you're welcome thank you for listening to unscripted energy and for sharing your time with us on this day and with that I'm signing off this week from Unscripted Energy. Be well. Stay safe. Peace. You have been listening to Unscripted Energy, a podcast by hosts Nora Noble and Pat Jones. The viewpoints on unscripted energy are those solely of the hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of our followers or commentators. Thank you for tuning in to Unscripted Energy.